This fallen creation is bested by tornado, hurricane, flood, pandemic, and more. LCMS Disaster Response helps our congregations, their pastors, and other church workers to reach out to their members and neighbors with mercy, which flows from Christ to altar. We offer quality volunteer training, help for congregational readiness and response, and disaster grant funding. To learn more, visit lcms.org disaster. That's lcms.org disaster. The wildfires in Hawaii are horrific news, rising death toll, hundreds still missing weeks later. What makes a disaster like a fire like this different from other natural disasters, a hurricane, a tornado, a flood? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to get an update on Maui fire relief efforts, Dr. Ross Johnson. He's director of LCMS World Relief and Human Care Disaster Response. Ross, welcome back. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me. What do we know about the situation in Maui after these fires? The situation in Maui is absolutely dire. We're seeing one of the worst natural disasters or worst wildfires in recent history. We have over 114 people that are found dead. They have many hundreds more that are missing. And what we're seeing is a lot of hopelessness and despair on the island, a lot of shock from the residents, the people that have grown up in the area that are absolutely in shock. There's a lot of anger as well, anger at the government, anger at just life in general. And we're seeing a lot of people looking and questioning in a desperate situation, looking for help. We're thankful that we do have a a strong Lutheran presence on the island of Maui. On the eastern side of the island, we have a church, Emanuel Lutheran Church and School. It's a large, robust church and school, K through 8. So we have a lot of opportunity to minister to the part of the island on the west that was destroyed by the fire. We had a mission preaching station that was there in Lahaina, which is in the news on a daily basis. And that preaching station, unfortunately, was burnt down. It was a rental facility that we had. So fortunately, we didn't have a damaged building, but we don't have an access into the community right now because first responders are still responding in the area. There's still a lot of work that's being done by the government officials doing assessments of the area that was burned out. So the primary focus of our response has been through our church, Emmanuel Lutheran Church, where people are fleeing to the hotels and trying to get off the island. But that's where we're doing most of our response work right now is through Emmanuel Lutheran Church. You had mentioned the hundreds that are missing. Some are estimating up to 1,000 still missing two weeks after these fires burnt themselves out. You've been involved in a lot of disaster relief, and I'm sure it's not uncommon for people to be missing for some time after things like this. What do you make of those large numbers of missing? Yeah, I was remembering back to when we were talking in the fall about uh, Hurricane Ian that was in Florida. At the time that we talked, there was about 80 people that were dead and a couple thousand people that were missing. Thankfully, many of those people were found. I think the total after Hurricane Ian last fall in Fort Myers was 161 dead and only 13 missing in the end. So this is something that's common that we'll hear large numbers of missing in the chaos family members that are calling the authorities saying, we don't know where our child is, miscommunication amongst family members in the chaos, people that are just simply worried about family members that could be in the area that never were in the area. So there's a lot of times there's a large missing number, but that number comes down. However, it is likely that the death toll will rise higher than 114, but 
many, many of the people that are thought to be missing right now will be found. How is this post-fire situation different from the situation, say, post-tornado or post-hurricane? Yeah, after a hurricane, tornado, or flood, there's a lot of work volunteers can do, helping hands going in after a flood or a hurricane, mucking out someone's house, pulling out the debris, doing drywall repair, drywall rebuilds, uh, doing a lot of chainsaw work, whether it's a tornado or a hurricane, clearing out people's yards, uh, something that's not covered by our insurance normally. And our volunteers are robust and they are very busy after one of those types of events. After a wildfire, it's very different because what ends up happening is you come back to your home after a wildfire has gone through it and you literally come home to ash. There's not very much to clean up and it's a complete rebuild that needs to be done. Thankfully, after wildfires, there's typically homeowner's insurance that helps out, but not always. And then uh, a lot of times people are, are in a battle with their insurance companies for whether it's months or years trying to get a settlement. And sometimes people are very unhappy or disappointed with the settlement because it doesn't usually cover the total amount of damages that people have. That's where we as the church are coming in at this point, And we're helping people in the immediate need. Right now, the biggest need on the island of Maui is cash. We're doing that assistance in the form of gift cards, visa gift cards, so that as people have literally left their house with nothing but the clothes on their back, not even with their wallet in their hands many times or anything else. We're able to give them some Visa gift cards so that they can get clothes, they can get food, they can get a meal, they can get shelter. They can kind of try to transition back and, and get a breather and what the next step in their life is going to be. So right now, the biggest need is gift cards, and we're addressing that through our Lutheran church that's on the island of Maui. The second thing that we're doing, and something that's unique that we as Christians can do in our response, we're very grateful that the federal government is helping, that FEMA is there, the Red Cross is helping out. But what the church does unique is it is able to address the spiritual issue that's going on in these people's lives. When somebody's entire life is literally burned up into flames and you've seen everything that they love and care about and all their earthly possessions and even the idols that many times that we create for ourselves are disappearing in front of our eyes, there's a spiritual crisis that goes on as well. And people are wanting to know what in the world is happening and why. They were looking for meaning and significance. And when the church comes around and is there not only just to listen, but also to take care of their physical needs and to help them rebuild, what we're able to do is have gospel-centered conversations of encouragement, letting them know that there is hope, that they're not losing their mind, that this is a broken world, that things don't work the way that they should, and that even in the midst of all the brokenness of this world, there is a hope that comes through Christ, and that the government will come in, they'll do a lot of great work, but they can never bring the gospel. That's where the church comes in. That's what our niche is. So we do a response in two different ways. One of helping with earthly temporal needs, but also giving spiritual care. The president of the California-Nevada-Hawaii District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, has made some statements. What did he have to say? Yeah, so he's kind of putting out information and updates to the district and also the other district presidents, letting them know what they're doing and what they're organized. I've been working with the, the district president on a regular basis this last week and a lot of communication. One of the things that they're trying to do is tell people don't show up to Hawaii and want to volunteer. Right now, they're not looking for volunteers. That's not going to be helpful just self-deploying yourself. Also, sending boxes of stuff, winter coats from Wisconsin and Minnesota and these northern areas are not what they need in Hawaii right now. 
So sending stuff or sending people that's not requested directly isn't the best way to help. So please hold off on that and work through an organization that you believe and understand and you think is going to be helpful in a time of disaster. Right now, the district is putting out to please donate through the district or LCMS disaster response so that we can have a collaborative, coordinated disaster response along with other RSOs and partners and our Lutheran church that's there on the island. So what is the current focus of the relief efforts? So right now, for the immediate time period, what we're doing is we're assessing what the immediate needs are. We don't want to just send stuff. We want to make sure that what we're doing is going to be helpful. So we have a team of LERT trained volunteers. Those are our Lutheran Early Response Team trained members that are over there right now making an assessment, meeting with people, coming up with an action plan of what is the best way to help out. Unfortunately, there's not a cookie cutter that every single time there's a flood or a hurricane or a fire that you do this. Now, there's a lot of similarities, but what we want to do is make sure that our work is going to be meeting the needs, that we're not being redundant, that if another organization is doing the same thing, that we're not being redundant with them, and that we're looking for what is the niche. We're looking for who are the underserved people, the underserved populations. One of the misconceptions that many people have about LCMS disaster response is that Lutherans only care for Lutherans. Now, that's a misunderstanding because the vast majority, I would say well over 90% of all the people that we help out are not Lutheran, are not Christian at all. Many of them are not associated with the church. When a disaster happens, we help anybody that is in a time of need. And we don't make them qualify by attending a Lutheran church or saying the Lord's Prayer or anything like that. If we see someone that is in need, we help them out. And it allows for a gospel conversation because a lot of times they'll ask, why are you people doing this? Why are you helping out? Why are you giving out gift cards? And that's an opening and an opportunity for us to talk about the hope that lies within, to be able to say, well, the Lord has given us so much. So we want to be a blessing to others. And then you can open up a, a conversation or just plant a seed in somebody's life about Christians are around and Christians care, despite the negativity that Hollywood and the social media wants to say and the false impressions and the false lies that the community says about Christians. When people confront real Christians in their daily life after a time of a disaster, a lot of times they're amazed that Christians are amazing, loving, kind, compassionate, generous people. And it goes against that false Hollywood narrative. What are the long-term plans? One of the things that we're thinking about right now, we don't want to make a long-term promise or a commitment. Well, one of the things that we really want to see happen is that the church, Emmanuel Lutheran Church, continue to do outreach onto the other side of the island. They've had a preaching station there for years that reaches out to the entire western side of the island. Where that will be, when that will be planted, we're not exactly sure. But we want to continue to see the gospel message across the entire island of Maui. And so we're thinking the months or maybe the, the year or two to come, where can we open up that preaching station again so that the word of God is proclaimed, where people can attend services, where they can be hearing the law and the gospel, where they can be receiving the body and blood of Christ for the ongoing forgiveness of all of their sins. So for us, having a congregational-based approach is very critical because as God is merciful to us, we go out in our different vocations in different ways and we pronounce the love of Christ, a lot of times with helping hands, sometimes with the gospel message, but we also always want to have the end result of bringing people into 
the body of Christ into the church where they're baptized, where they're confirmed, where they get ongoing long-term spiritual care and they're incorporated into the body of Christ. So it's important that we're working through Lutheran churches in that Emmanuel Lutheran Church is being held up as a place that people can hear the gospel on the island. But we want to expand that and open up a preaching station and possibly a second congregation on the other side of the island. How does having a pastoral vacancy at that Maui congregation present a big challenge for getting help to those who need especially? And also, if you would, why do you typically work through the local Lutheran congregations? Our Lutheran congregations are wonderful because before a storm or a hurricane or a fire happens, that church has been there for decades. In the case of Maui, Emmanuel Lutheran Church has been on that island for many decades. They have hundreds of members that are ensconced into their community. And that church has also gone through the disaster. They're locals. They know the context. They know the people. They know the needs. They know what is being overlooked. And we can use that congregation, that local congregation, to reach out into the underserved, most neglected people and populations on the island. But then that also is going to set us up for a long-term response. We already have a base of operations. We're working out of our congregation. And that congregation, we pray, will be there for many decades or centuries to come. And so that church allows us to have a long-term response in the work that we do. We're not just an organization that comes in for a week or two and does a splash and then leaves but rather we're long-term invested. And then working through Lutheran congregations as Christians, I think I mentioned earlier that what we really have the goal is offering spiritual Christian care. And nowhere is that found in its most beautiful and pure aspect is what you receive in the Lord's Supper and the divine service. So we really want to be able to have the opportunity to speak about where true healing happens. And that's through the life death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What can our listeners do? So one of the best things that people can be doing right now is be praying for the people in Hawaii, praying for our Lutheran church that's in Hawaii, praying for our Lutheran leaders. Pray for Emmanuel Lutheran Church as they're in the middle of the call process, that the person that they have called, that God will help him discern if that's the place that he is to be right now. But the second thing to do is to think about ways that they can contribute to this disaster response. There's two great ways that you can contribute to this wildfire response. The first way is to give through either the district or to LCMS Disaster Response. LCMS's Disaster Response's website is lcms.org slash disaster. There's going to be a Give Now button in red, and you can give to any kind of disaster that you'd like to. If you want to give towards these wildfires, there's a wildfire button to click. Dr. Ross Johnson is director of LCMS World Relief and Human Care Disaster Response. You can financially support Maui Fire Relief efforts by calling 888-930-4438 or online at lcms.org slash give now slash wildfires, 888-930-4438 or lcms.org slash give now slash wildfires. Dr. Johnson, thank you. Thank you. Harry Shearer will be alongside after the break to talk about post-Dobbs pro-life momentum. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc.
How do the global flood, circumcision, and the Israelites wandering in the wilderness foreshadow the baptismal flood in Christ? Find out in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for August, The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. This new Bible study is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or find out more about The Baptismal River at issuesetc.org. The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. It's commonly said that heresies are 90% truth and only 10% wrong, but it's the 10% that subverts all of Christian doctrine and all of Christian teaching by the essential errors that they promote. Well, if you're wondering about heresies, both ancient and modern, you should pick up a copy of the August issue of The Lutheran Witness, where we talk about these heresies, their ancient roots, and how to mark and avoid them. Visit cph.org witness to subscribe or learn more at our website, witness.lsms.org. Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Our church loves and is grateful for those that serve our country. Operation Barnabas, part of Ministry to the Armed Forces, equips you to reach out to veterans in your community to bring Christ to those that served. Call Ministry to the Armed Forces at 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. Thank you for your service. Thank you. God bless our military. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Lutheranism in the Public Square. You're listening to Issues Etc. I like to think of the deaconess vocation as driven by two things, the love of Christ and the needs of our neighbor. Issues Etc. regular guest Dr. James Busher, Director of Deaconess Studies at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, on the vocation of deaconess. First, the deaconess is moved by the love of Christ, who came not to be served but to serve. Yet I think we can also see the profound needs around us, broken families, loneliness, despair. Deaconesses help the church to become a true family that manifests the love of Christ in our love for one another and especially for those in need. For more information on the Deaconess Studies program at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, visit ctsfw.edu or call Concordia Theological Seminary at 1-800-481-2155, 800-481-2155.